It is Friday, May 20th, 2022. And no, this is not Chris Rose. And no, that's not Trevor Plouffe. I'm Trevor Plouffe. And we brought in our guy, Joe's McFly, to fill in today. Joe's, how are you feeling on this Friday morning? I'm doing great. Excited to talk some baseball. And um, yeah, really hyped. Really excited to be here. I know why you're so happy. The Yankees are just absolutely crushing it right now. I can see the smile on your face. I got a few questions about the Yankees, but first, let's start somewhere else. We're going right. to start in Fenway. They're winners of the six of, six of their last nine and coming off two series wins. Uh, the Sox got a historic night out of Trevor Story last night. Three homers, seven RBIs, one stolen base. Joe's. Can we mark last night as the beginning of the resurgence, or do you think 12 games is too many to come back from? If the division was weak, then I would say, yes, it's a resurgence. And uh, it's just – and their offense I always thought was always going to play. I'm talking about the Red Sox. And nice to see Trevor Story finally starting to hit. But their pitching, I feel like, can't hang with the rest of the AL East. With the Rays, Toronto, or even the Yankees. I mean – of the crop yankees so <laughs> <laughs> maybe a so, little bit of bias there the pitching hasn't been the problem at all you know uh, we saw a complete game from pavetta eovaldi will that. be just fine uh walk is coming back tonight so like it's there whitlock has been good it's it's there the offense has been the problem so far you know the the usual suspects have kind of gotten it done we got devers going off bogart's going off jd martinez going off trevor story starting to get in the mix it's kind of the outfield that hasn't done anything you know, we're talking about Adam mm. Verdu uh, Alex Verdugo. We're talking about Kike Hernandez, Jackie Bradley Jr. It's those guys kind of got to get got to get it going. Like, like the supplemental pieces got to get it going. The one thing I will tell Red Sox fan Joe's, and I'm not sure if you've seen this, the schedule coming up is nice. The schedule coming up is real nice. We got the rest of the series with Seattle. We got the White Sox. Uh, they get playing in in Chicago, and then we got Baltimore, Cincinnati, Oakland. We got the A's, then we got Seattle and Oakland again. Detroit comes into town. Like, it is it is prime for the taking. So, it is. I'm not saying that they're going to come all the way back in that span. 12 games is a lot. They've dug themselves a hole. But the schedule favors them. If the offense starts to get hot, the pitching can kind of stay where they've been. I'm not writing this team off just yet. Um, I just I, – I honest, and I, I honestly felt this coming into the season, Yankee bias aside. I, I really did feel that they were just a tick lower than the other three top teams in the division. Um, can they make it back? I mean, anything could happen. It's still early, so they could definitely do it. Uh, but you would need to see a little bit of collapses uh, on the other side for that to happen, which is possible. So – I mean, let's see. I'm I'm gonna sit here as a Yankee fan and hope for it not to happen. But <laughs> a four team race is very exciting too. So let's see that. It is. I, I did peg him as a as a 500 team uh, before the season. That was basically mm. based on what you said too. The pitching staff I don't think is on the same tier as some of the other teams in the division. But uh, they've been pretty good. So if they prove me wrong there and the offense gets going, uh, maybe they can turn things around. Speaking of turning things around, the White Sox. Joes are back at 500 after yesterday's win. Uh, they now travel to New York to face yes. your Yanks, right? Yes. And tonight, it's a battle of two crafty lefties, one on his way out, the other looking like one of the best pitchers in baseball. I'm going to ask you about Nestor. Yes. Over under 
six innings pitch today against a White Sox team that we know can hit lefties pretty well. Uh, over because he did it last time. Actually, he pitched eight last time. So I'm I'm ready for Nestor to come out there. You know, they can make some adjustments and they have some tough righties. But I just love the way Nestor attacks a lineup and how quick he is. The pitch comp, pitch comp has been his best friend, in my opinion, uh, because he just he gets it, he knows, and he goes. So um, that's good with Nestor. Now with the White Sox, I thought that when I seen them, my first impression was, man, I have zero belief in this team. What's going on? But the fact that they were kind of hovering around 500 is what kind of gave me that belief of like, you know what? It's the central. I think obviously losing Elo Jimenez is big. Uh, we got La Pantera, who we've seen in spring training out there. And if we can, you know, if they can get it going and get the defense under control, I think they have some really good pitching. They could definitely turn on that switch and just kind of really push the twins in the central. So I think twins. everyone, my twins, that's right. I think everyone is kind of waiting for that to happen. We, we know that what, how they can pitch the ball. We think this team is really good offensively as well, although they haven't really showed that yet. Tim Anderson has really just kind of been carrying this team. Um, La Pantera also is, is, is doing his thing, but they need some more offense. The one, the question about Nestor over under six innings pitch, I'm glad you caught that. Yes, the last time out, he did face the White Sox. Back-to-back times facing a team. I'm going to give the edge to the hitters a little bit there, although Nestor's mm. kind of a different type of pitcher. Uh, six innings pitch. I'm also going to go over, but I don't think he gets past the six. I think he gets taken out in the sixth. Okay. Um, maybe a base hit, scores a run, and gets taken out. That's my guess. Uh, what, what do you think the difference has been for Nestor? You know, over the past 12 calendar months, I mean, you've seen this guy toss a bunch. What's yes. been his biggest difference? Um, he's just, he's out there. He has this confidence when he's on the mound. I'm not sure. And he likes to work at a really fast pace, which is why I mentioned pitch com. And he's out there just having fun. You know, he's throwing sidearm. He's getting dude, having of, fun that's not enough to fun. get big league hitters out bro like what has he done the, but it comes with a confidence drive you know that like you know you can't you don't have i mean we could take a look at the yankees and there's another guy on that team that's not really having so much fun and that's like aaron hicks and that has to do with your performance as well i think the way that he's locating he's locating his pitches obviously everybody talks about high velocity high velocity high velocity this stuff still plays, man. The crafty lefty that can still locate. I mean, he still kind of could bring it up there. 94, you know, sometimes even touch 95 when he's feeling really good. But, I mean, Nestor's nasty. Nasty Nestor. Let's go, Mario. That's that's the thing is we're calling him a crafty. Or the mustache. Or the mustache. Or the mustache. We're calling him a crafty lefty. He can run it up there, like you said at times touch 95 miles an hour. Yeah. Why is that a crafty lefty anymore? Back in the day, crafty lefty threw 88 miles an hour, Joes. He can look, well, think, now it's a different crafty lefty. Real lefties from before, crafty lefties will throw 88. Crafty lefties now throw like mid to low 90s. I don't know, it's weird, but he locates. He really does locate a lot. Has a lot of different pitches that move all over the place. Cutter, um, change up, down and away that he throws to, to to right-handed hitters he he's, he has a real good game plan and um i'm not sure who's catching him today if it's Nestor, uh, if it's um trevino or higgy but they both are all on the same 
uh, page when it comes to yeah. that. So it's great. I know Trevino said that he has helped him catch Nestor and figure all that out. I'm thinking, you know, as a hitter, you know, you're facing so much velocity in the game today and you're, it's really about stuff over location. And I think Nestor's kind of taking advantage of that. You know, a hitter's eye yep. is, is getting trained for the high fastball and you know, you're and you're just, you're amped up for velo most of the time. And then here comes Nestor and he's got all the different arm angles. He can add and subtract. I mean, I don't know what his, what's his low pitch. You mentioned his high pitch. So you got 95 at the high end. We'll just give him let's say 94 at the high end. What's his low pitch? Like, are we talking, it's like, low 70s right i i believe that curveball up i i believe i mean i don't i don't know if it's that slow i gotta look at baseball savant i haven't seen him throw a pitch that i think i've seen mid 80s him throwing you know his change up um or his curveball but i mean to your point trav what you said everybody's geared up to high velocity i think that's why the yankees kind of struggled with keichel too um they're facing him again and I think that's why last time he turned into 2015 Keiko, I guess. And he was just straight up. That's crafty lefty there. He was there definitely was, doing that. <laughs> there was a point at one time that the Tampa Bay Rays had a knuckleball pitcher at every single level, Joe's. And the reason they did that was because mm. they felt like not only, um, you know, what we're talking about now, you're facing Vito, then you face a knuckleballer, it can mess you up they felt like the following days after the knuckleballer, it also messed the team up. So like they had some sort of data on that. And for a while, I don't think they do it anymore, but they had a knuckleballer at every single level. And that's Ray's being mm, that's raised right there. We're going to move on to question three. We'll stay in New York, Joe's, because you are a coastal elite. No doubt about it. The Mets. Polar bear Pete Alonzo walks it off against the Cardinals. And that thing was a freaking missile. But... Bad news about Scherzer comes out six to eight weeks with the oblique. I knew that was going to be the case. DeGrom is still getting healthy. McGill's battling bicep tendonitis, uh, although he is starting his throwing. He's throwing today, so we'll see how that goes for him. Yes. My question to you, Joes, will the Mets be in first place in the NL East come the All-Star break? Man, that's, 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 the, that's the tough question, right? Because the – the biggest hit, and it's funny because they, they actually had an interview with Buck the day before the Scherzer injury. They said, what do you fear the most? And he said, injuries. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and right there, Max Scherzer gets hurt. Um, you know, Max Scherzer was kind of softening the blow of losing uh, the Grom. And then McGill goes down, and then he was having a great year. Uh, so that, that sucks for them that three of their top pitchers now have gone down. The thing about this, though, is that you kind of you you go through this kind of struggle. If the Mets can come out of this in first place, though, they'll be so battle tested that I think they'll be ready for a long playoff run. Um, the Phillies. I'll give you the standings right now, just so you know. Uh, Mets are yeah. seven games up on the Phillies, seven and a half on the Marlins, eight on the Braves, and then the Nationals are the Nationals. They're not going to be there. No. This so they had a seven-game cushion right now. This is what I said in the Joe show. I said, you build your cushion to prevent the pushing from other teams. Okay. So let's go. <laughs> so that gives them some time, Trav. It gives them some time from to, you oh. know, to trying to figure things out. They, st they still got the offense to do it. The offense just got to step up. You know, their bullpen has to step up. 
people that come up, who is it? Who's pitching now? Trevor Williams is going to pitch for them now, starting pitch. You know, like they got to step up. And if they can step up, I'm telling you, they'll be a much better team after this than what they were before this. The Grom's going to come back. And when all these people come back, then they're going to be, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Just play 500 if they, ball, if anything. For now. If they can get everybody healthy. You know, the, the Scherzer thing scares me a little bit, Joe. Obliques are no joke, dude. And, you know, I knew yesterday. He said, oh, I felt it. I, it's, I think we got it before. It's like, no, dude, once you feel your oblique, it's done, man. Even if you was to say, yeah, yeah, I felt it a little bit. Well, okay, in two weeks, go back out there at game speed. You're going to pull it. It's almost better, in my opinion, just to pull the dang thing, get the strain, yeah. and then let it heal. Because if it's nagging like that, it's eventually going to pop. I've done both sides. It's not fun. But the good thing for the men, so I'm going to say yes, my, to answer my own questions, I think they still will yes. be in first place. And, and they, they went out and they won the offseason and got all that pitching depth four times like this. And you know you don't, you don't want three of your guys being out, but you still got Cookie Carrasco doing his thing. Taiwan uh, Walker's been good. Yep. You got um, Bassett. Who else knows? Bassett. That I, that, I think, to me, was the biggest thing that they did was going and getting – like a legit mm-hmm. at the time we thought was like a number three McGill has really stepped up. So like, it doesn't matter. Like that right. depth of rotation, you know, is going to serve them. Well, I think there's just something different about the team. And because these other teams have sputtered so much, the Phillies can't seem, they just can't seem to find a footing, man. I'd said yesterday on talking baseball, I can't quit the Phillies, bro. I don't know what it is about them. I, I believe in them, but. But these teams, you know, the Braves are just kind of slogging around. They haven't done anything. I think the Mets, with that cushion, Joe's, to prevent the pushing. The pushing. <laughs> I think come the All-Star break, I don't think it's going to be seven games. I think some of these teams are going to catch up. They're going to start playing some good ball. And, dude, these injuries are going to take the toll, uh, a toll on the Mets somewhat. But I believe that they'll still be holding on to first place in the NL East. Yes. And then, man, you get everyone back, and it's a scary team. A real Absolutely. scary team. Yes, they got they there's teams in the league where you look around and you look at them and then you just feel like that team is good energy. Yeah, you know, like I feel that way about the Mets. I feel that way about the Angels, you know, the Astros too, the Yankees, obviously, um, the Dodgers, even San Diego. I feel like they just have like there's just like a good yeah. energy around those teams. That's San Diego's that's, a team, and I think we'll talk about them a little bit later in the show, but. Think about what they've done already and think about who's coming back for them. Like, we haven't even talked about Fernando Tatis Jr., bro. Like, we haven't even talked about this kid yet. Yeah. He's coming back. He and is. they're already doing back. what they're doing. The, the Padres are damn scared. They got a ton of pitching. Machado, man. Machado Machado's has been going off. Softened that blow. He's been, he's been playing really well. He has been playing really well. All right. So, talk about the Mets. Polar Bear Pete, massive walk-off homer there. They're playing against the Cardinals, so we'll stay with the Cardinals. Something cool really happened. Something really cool happened with them, Joes. Nolan Gorman and Matthew Libertor, they're expected to debut this weekend. Nice. Uh, They've been best friends and have played together uh, growing up since they were like five years old, which is a really cool story. Uh, Did you grow up with anyone who made it to the big leagues? And if not, who was like the guy and what happened to him? The only the guy that got the closest, because I, of course, I, I probably have some cousins that have made it, and I probably don't know them because I'm. What do you Dominican. mean cousins that have made it and you don't know? What does that even mean? 
Because in BR, everybody's like your cousin, bro. It's weird. It's like I have I like five that. new five new cousins when I go to Dominican Republic. <laughs> um, it's crazy. But I guess uh, the closest one to me is uh, my uncle. Who no, it doesn't was... have to be your family, dude. Anybody that you know. Well, he's the he's probably the closest okay. one. That's what I'm All saying. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, I didn't I didn't really have any friends. That I mean, growing up in New York, it's hard to meet people that that like are from New York area that'll make it. But uh, I mean, my uncle was like one of the one of the top prospects for the for the Angels back in the day. I guess 96, 97, 2001. And he uh he messed up in 2002, bro. He had a good year, but he asked for his release after he thought that he should have been, you know, brought up. And uh, Mike Sosha was like, all right, bro, take your release. He, I don't know. You get like a bad, I don't know. You get kind of blackballed in the league. If you go like insubordination and you're like a rookie, I, I don't. that's not like a good look. So that kind of messed him up. But they won the World Series that year, by the way. The Angels did, 2002. And he, just, and he thought he should have been called up? What's his name? Thought, Can we look him up? Yeah, Juan Tolentino. How do you spell that? Juan. I know Juan. Tol Tolentino is T-O-L-E-N-T-I-N-O. And there he, was with, he was with the Angels. Um, had a good Sosha. year. Had a good year in, 2000, in 2001. You know, 277. Um, you still see more him of a today? Speed guy. Yeah, yeah, I see him. He's in, he's in Dominican Republic now. So he lives out okay. there, but trying to train kids so okay uh you know <sighs> I, I i love asking people this because it's so interesting you know you either played with somebody you know for for me in southern california baseball is huge out here and i knew a ton of guys growing up that i played with made it to the big mm. leagues and, and and all of that you know but i love asking people the question because you know you have memories of a youth baseball guy who is just better than every single person and then you know, things happen, man. There's a lot of good players out there. That's the first thing I remember when going into twin spring training, I get drafted first round, you know, I was really, really good in high school. Like I, I was on a different level. Obviously I get drafted in the first round, but I show up to spring training, Joe, it's my first day. I'm like, wow, all of these guys are really, really freaking good. good. Really good. I was so intimidated my first game, you know, get through spring training. I'm like, okay, I can still hang with these guys. I got to prove myself. My first game um, in the Appalachian League, we're playing the Astros farm team, whatever they're called. And this guy's blowing like 96, dude. I had never seen a, a ball move that fast. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 18 years old, seeing this ball go that fast. I said, I'm never going to make it to the big leagues. If this is what professional baseball is like, I'm never going to make it. Um, but you know, obviously, <laughs> I end up getting used to it. Yes, I, Trev. I, I love, I, I love, I love asking that question though because people have a lot of crazy answers. Sometimes you'll see, you'll find someone that played with someone, and the baseball world is a small world when it, right. when it breaks when it breaks down to it. It's it's so true, Trev. That's when I found out. Actually, I went to the Dominican Republic because I'm like, okay, let me see if if I can play. Every time you move to a certain place where there's people that are good, it kind of humbles you. You're like, whoa. I went over there, and that's the first time I ever seen 95. And it was a 17, 16 year old kid. And I'm like, all right. And he threw a hook after that. It was uh, over. I was like, yeah, it's over. It's a, but it's it's special, Trev. 
for you or anybody that's ever made the big leagues, and I talk now, I've been able to befriend some people that have made the big leagues, being Trader Joe's and all, getting <laughs> traded. Um, but you know, overall, since it's just so special, only I think only like 20, less than 21,000 players have ever been able to grace a ball field since 1876. Like, that's crazy. You got to be really good and you got to be really lucky too, but it's insane. Yeah, it, it, it is humbling when you think about it in those numbers. And I think what people don't realize is there's a lot of really good baseball players that have the talent to play at the big leagues, just didn't get the opportunity. There's injury. So, like, right. it's not only do you have to be good, you kind of got to be a little bit lucky to get your opportunity. You have to stave off the injuries, stuff like that. So it's a, a lot has to go through it. So if you see a guy in the – you know what? Listen up, everybody. If you see a guy on a big league field, he's playing like crap that day that's a really good ball player. He's having a bad day and he wants mm -hmm. to perform well. So, you know, take it easy on him. Right. Speaking of easy, it's the last question of this portion of our show, Joe. I don't know if this is going to be easy for you. I've already given my prediction. Okay. Give me, it's May 20th. Give me your World Series winner and why. And you know, it cannot be <laughs> the Yankees. <laughs> Dude, uh, you know, ah, uh, damn. So it can't be the Yankees. So obviously you think the Yankees are going to win the World Series this year, but I want you to I do. find someone else. It could be it could be an American League team. It could be a National League team. I need to know. So if Yankees are your number one, give me your number two World Series winner. And I need to know why, too. Um, I think it'll be the Mets. If the Yankees don't win it, I think it'll be the Mets. And because that team won – I think that at the deadline, their owner will do what it takes to get them over whatever the hell they need. And I do think that that team has really good energy going on right now. Their fans are very excited. Trust me, I hear it. Um, and uh, I'm hearing Joe's Metsy fly. I don't, I'm not a Yankee fan that hates the Mets. I don't. I, I really don't. I, I don't have a reason to because we're not in the same division. Um, I'm actually looking at Subway Series. I know. I was just going to say, man, that Subway Series would do good for uh, the city of New York, man. It would uh, do great for socials. It would be anxiety <laughs> for me on a daily basis. It would be it would be really crazy. Um, so I, I think that if the Yankees can't win it, for whatever reason, uh, Trevor rules, then I think that the Mets would because, you know, they're going to be getting back some amazing pieces especially for the second half pitching wise all right that's not a bad one i i, I like the mets uh everybody's gonna pick you. the dodgers everybody picks everybody's gonna pick the dodgers so so easy i'm gonna go with the Mets. well you know i picked the brewers i believe in pitching over everything uh, mm. especially in today's game and you know dead balls and all uh I love what they can do with their you know top three or four starters they have then the back end of the bullpen is just nasty dude so I believe yeah. in them, but if I was to pick a different team than the Brewers, you nail it, Joe's. I'm going the Dodgers, <laughs> and I don't. And I'm not like an LA, you know, baseball right. fan. I'm, I'm not. I just, I look at that team. It looks like they're just cruising right now, bro. Yeah. Like they don't even care about the regular season. When I watch them play baseball, first inning comes around, they're like, okay, whatever. So, you know, like they just cruise, cruise, cruise because they know after 162, like they're going to be there. 
last year, even with the Giants winning 107 games, you're if you're a team and you're looking at another team in your division, they just can't, they just can't stop winning. Dodgers didn't care. They kept winning. They won 106 games. Right. Then they said, you know what? We'll beat you in the playoffs. Like they're they're dogs. And there's something to be said. And I feel this way about a couple of different teams. I think the Astros have this, and I think the Dodgers have this. When you play together for so long and you're battle tested like that, like going into the playoffs together, there's something to be said about that. Like you face the Astros in the postseason, they've all played together. They all know what it's about. Like they don't care. Like the moment never gets too big for these teams. Um, so, yeah, the Dodgers, the Astros, I think I'd, I'd pick the Dodgers over the yeah. Astros right now if I had to say that. But those two teams, and for that reason, just because they played together for so long and are like just so tight knit. Battle tested like those teams. Yeah. Bellinger hasn't even gotten it going. No, no. There's a lot of guys who haven't got it going. And, you know, like Max Muncy being one of them, he'll he'll come back and do his thing. He's got a 639 OPS. That's not going to be who he is. Justin Turner hasn't gotten it going yet, although he started to get it going. Right. Uh, these guys are all going to find their stride at some point during the season. We'll get Kershaw back. I could talk about the Dodgers for a long time. They're, 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 they're a damn good baseball team. Yeah. Um, Corbin Burns. I love Corbin Burns, by the way. Awesome. What do you got coming? I love Cormors too. What do you got coming up on John Boy Media? What do you got to plug right now? Um, Pinstripe Strong. Well, we just came out with an episode. We wrapped up the series, the Yankees. You know, we covered that. Um, I got a probably Yankee stream. They're calling me Ranger Joe's because I'm going to Ranger games now. I'm doing hockey. Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just put me. anything in front of Joe's. It works. And it works. Yes, Ranger Joe's. And um, I got to do some Jam Gaming stuff too. Some Elden Ring, so that should be fun. All right, we're gonna have uh, Kev also in the description. Let's put Joe's uh, article in the New Yorker. Oh, out! Oh, are oh. you kidding me, dude? That's pretty cool. Congratulations <laughs> on that. You are like, you're too famous for me now. You and Chris nah. Rose. Why do I always have to host with all the famous people, bro? <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, we got. Um, I got uh, talking baseball out today. We recorded yesterday our series recap because the you know the boys are off doing their secret stuff mm -hmm. uh, at the warehouse. Um, but we we did a good job covering the games. I think there wasn't too many Thursday games, so it's pretty complete there. And man, we had some fun. When I yes. talk with Jimmy and Jake, these guys are they're so they're so fun, man. Yeah, I mean they're they they embody seriously not serious. You know, oh, I okay. I don't know how you stay serious with them, man. I I. I I'm in there and I'm cracking up all day at the office. Uh, so fun over funny is our motto. I, fun I think that's over a good funny. Motto. Yes, it's hard to be funny. All right, that'll do it for today's episode of Baseball Today. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, if you want the extended version, download the AMP app. Uh, Baseball Today is the code word. We go live at 11:30 Eastern Monday through Friday. We do an hour on there. You can call in. We'll take your questions and we we wrap with the fans, man. It's a good time. So come check us out on there. Um, for our excellent new producer Kev and Let's my guy Kev. Ranger Joe's, I am Trevor Plouffe. <laughs> we will see you on Monday. <laughs>